Welcome to the Liam Kiz Audio Experience, brought to you by Equip. And this is Biz with Kiz. Hey, I'm your host, Liam Kiz, and this is Biz with Kiz, the YouTube podcast series where we look at people's life stories to try and help others create their own. We've got a great guest on the show today. It's Amy O'Connor. Amy, are you okay? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really, really good. It's, a, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, we've already spoke a little bit about how, you know, our paths are almost like quite similar, but we've never actually met in person before. So it, it's, okay. it's great to finally actually chat to you uh, in person. Or, well, sort of in, in person. <laughs> in person as we can at the moment. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself for people who don't know you. Yeah, so I'm Amy O'Connor. I'm a football business and marketing graduate from UCFB. And I now work at Watford Football Club. Cool. And uh, what's the role at uh, Watford? Um, I always get a bit of a tongue twister with this one. So I'm now sponsorship and partnership account manager. Great stuff. And for someone who, who's not really savvy in, in the football and marketing business world, what, what, what goes on in a sponsorship uh, type role? Um, so in the account management side of the role, I'm under the commercial director and kind of when the deal's been done, I look after the sponsors and partners from that side of it. So fulfilling their contracts, making sure they're happy. Cool. Well, well, we'll dig into that a little bit more a bit later on, but let's get to know Amy O'Connor, the, the person first. Uh, Amy, what what you get up to in your own time? What do you enjoy? What have you been up to over lockdown? T- tell us something uh, new about yourself, which we might not have known before. So when the world's a little more normal, it's still pretty much football. So um, I have to work home games anyway. But if I get a weekend off, I'm likely to be found at a Millwall game or a Watford away game. <laughs> um, so family and football, yeah, they're big parts. Um, and then in lockdown, um, I've actually been working throughout lockdown um, and then just enjoying the sunshine when we can. Yeah, we've actually we've had some weather recently, haven't we, to be fair? When you say work, working from so what's it been like working from home when sort of like the whole football club seems to be on shutdown? Yeah, it's um, like I'm quite lucky in the role I'm in, um, we've been able to transition to the work from home environment quite easily because a lot of things are remote. Um, our main sponsor, uh, so Front of Shirt, are based in Estonia. So I'm used to talking to them over Zoom calls and um, via uh, Slack and things like that. So that side of it hasn't changed too much. It's just when it gets down to the real nitty gritty and obviously a part of my role is preparing for match day. So that's non-existent at the moment. Mm. You said that, that you're into football. Where, where did that um, start? Where did this, uh, this passion inside you come from? So I actually discovered it kind of Obviously, like, it was around me. My dad's a big United fan. But I was always like, oh, turn that off. So I'm obviously from South London, so not really going to games. And then when I was, like, 13, he was like, oh, should we go to a Millwall game? And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. (laughs) So um, he took me. They lost. It was kind of January time, so it wasn't the nicest weather. Um, They was in a position where they were getting relegated. And I was like, oh, I want to go again. (laughs) <laughs> I went one more time later that season again they lost and then I asked for a season ticket so it's kind of that being in that crowd the stadium feel I just got the bug for it I, I, for when, when someone says Millwall my, straight away I'm like ah Mill, Millwall's like the scariest club in the world but I'm an Everton fan and Tim Cale who's like my absolute hero uh, he, he, he came from Millwall did you ever see him play? Yeah, because he came back just before uh, he retired. 
Of course, yeah, he came back, didn't he? Yeah, oh, Tim Cale, yeah. so many good memories about him. Uh, but yeah, so you, you, you took the, the atmosphere and the sort of like the whole team, uh, stadium environment, and is that what, what got attracted you to the, the football? Yeah, it's just the passion. I think, um, don't get me wrong, you can see like the fans' passion from the TV, but being in amongst it is just infectious. Yeah. And everyone knows Mill are a passionate lot. <laughs> indeed, indeed, they are. Uh, so what what about now? Are you, are you still a, a hardcore Millwall fan or are you starting to, to move over towards Watford? <laughs> so I do still definitely follow Millwall. Um, I had a season ticket. So from following that season where I first went to games, I've got a season ticket. Um, even when I was at Union Burnley, I used to travel back for the Millwall games. Um, and it wasn't until the year after I graduated that I was like, I can't do it now. Like now, being at Watford, working home games, there's too many clashes. Mm. So I still definitely follow Millwall. But when you're in amongst Watford, you can't help but, like, I want them to do well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've got the Watford bug and the Millwall bug. <laughs> nice. Uh, in terms of Watford, I, uh, Delafeu is, again, another player who I absolutely adored at Everton on it. I can't believe we let him go. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's like my main man if I, if I think of Watford. Um, but, yeah, so, you're, you're, again, you're, you're into sport, you're into football. Do you do any... Playing sport yourself? No, I'm horrendous at football. <laughs> um, like I like fitness, um, but in terms of actually being hardcore in a sport, no. No, <laughs> just just stick to the business side. I'm definitely better at being a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, great stuff. So you've uh, this is that's what you do in your own time, and you've already mentioned that you you the sponsorship and partnership account manager at, at, at Watford. That's right. I'm trying right to say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So tell us a little bit more about the sort of your, your time at Watford, uh, how it's progressed, uh, how you got that foot in the door uh, to start off with. Um, so it rewinds back to kind of the summer of my first year at uni. Um, I knew I was going home. I didn't have any part-time job and I was kind of like, now I've got that year of learning. I want to try and get my foot in the door somewhere. So I wrote to all the local clubs back home to you, Millwall, your children. Um, and heard nothing. So I wrote in the January before going home summer, heard nothing. And then kind of the first or second week of being home, the Mill commercial director called me. He was like, oh yeah, come in. We'll sit down and see what you can do. And then, yeah, they offered me a summer job, um, which was great. So I was in the marketing office then, kind of doing design. Design work, so um, advertisements around the stadium, eventually match day program adverts and things like that. Mm. And whilst I was there, there was another girl in the office um, who then... Once I'd graduated, she'd moved to Watford. She knew I was looking for a job. Um, was honest, like, so I went and met her and the commercial director, who was head of sales at the time. Right. And they said, there's no job available at the minute, but kind of keep in contact to see what happens. So I actually then got a job based at Wembley and started doing match days at Watford. So was out in the cold, just scanning tickets, welcoming guests, showing them to the lounges. But that allowed me to kind of build that rapport with the team. Um, and kind of towards the end of that season, they offered me a full-time role as a business development executive. So I had no sales experience. They taught me everything with that side of it. And I'd done that for two years. And then kind of this time last year, I was promoted to sponsorship and partnership account manager. That's a really cool journey, that. You know, I, I, I like the fact that it's sort of like you, you started off over here and because you met somebody here and then because they moved over to here, they, then you ended up move, moving over there as well. You just don't know. Do you wherever you go, the people who you meet, who's going to be the one who who, who opens that that door for you to, to the next chapter in, in, in your journey of life? 
I think that's good. And I think the other thing I really, really loved about that was you, just, you went and you were like, all right, I'll scan the tickets. You know, yeah, I, I think, and that is one of the things that I do believe kind of, you never know who you might meet when you're doing something and you have to give that right impression, even if it's not the most glamorous role, because they could be your assistant for putting the door further down the line. Yeah, 100%. You just, you know, you've got to, you've got to be the people person and show everybody who you meet the, the right respect that, and, and kindness that they deserve. And then also after some, sometimes you've got to have that humility to go, okay, well, this might not be the exact role that I wanted at this time, but I'm going to do this role here so I can conti- to continue to build my portfolio yeah. and meet the people who I want to meet to, to get to that position that I do want. You know, I, I've, I do something similar while running my business with, with a quip on a match day. I go to the game anyway to Everton. Um, I work as an events assistant there and I it's literally like, just any little bits and bobs job that you can do. Um, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's important. You've got to be able to, to sometimes say, okay, well, do you know what? I'm all, I can still do these roles that people might think are, are not as good as others. But realistically, they are. It's all part of the journey. Of, it's all for the greater good, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You learn. You learn. I think everything in life provides a learning opportunity, no matter what it is. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, I thought that was dead cool. Anyway, let's strip it right back. You've uh, so said your Watford part of the journey, which is dead cool. Let's go all the way back in time to when Amy O'Connor was just a a, a schoolgirl. Was sport sports business always the thing that you were going to go and dive into? So not a sports business. I actually wanted to do physio, and then I had this light bulb moment that I actually wasn't good enough at science. <laughs> And I was like, I should really play to my strengths here instead of trying to make it hard for myself. But I'd kind of, so when it got to GTSE and A-level kind of age, I'd kind of gone, that's my passion now, the kind of sports football side of it. So if I can get a job in something I'm passionate about, it's not a chore, it's going to be enjoyable. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I continue to do PE and businessy kind of things and creative things to keep in different sides of it. But it, I stumbled across UCFB and put the business in marketing by accident and um, it all fell into place really. Yeah, I, 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 at one point in my life I thought that a sport, being a sports physio would be quite cool and then somebody said to me that, you know, before you get to that bit, it's just it's like 10 years of just helping old, old men and old women's legs and I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I also can't stand the sight of blood so I'd have been useless. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to help anyone. If a player had been injured, oh my gosh, I'd have been useless. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Everyone thinks it's just like Superman running onto the pitch with the bag. Yeah. But anyway, you get there, I'd be running straight back. Before <laughs> <I did> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, you got to UCFB, stumbled across it by accident. I, you know, I, I, as people know, I went to, to UCFB uh, as well. Um, tell us a little bit about, about your time there and how you think it, it really inputted on your eventual success of gaining the job at Watford? Yeah, so, like, when I first found UCFB, I was the quietest person in the room. I'm not the loudest, I'm still not the loudest, but I've got a lot better. I spent kind of the first two years at UCFB not saying boo to anyone, and then it wasn't until final year, and I was like, you need to believe in what you're doing, like, you're doing good, so have more belief in yourself, speak up, like, don't be afraid. If it's a wrong answer, you're going to learn from a wrong answer kind of thing. Um, for me, UCFB was the right size. It wasn't too big. I wasn't just a number. I was, I was Amy, and they knew me as Amy. 
Um, so that really allowed me to grow in confidence, enhance my communication, which also kind of, as I said, the end of the first year at UCB, I went to Mills. So alongside that, they kind of worked really well in growing me as a person. Mm. Um, and then just developing my skills that way to be able to transition into a bigger club or that to fully professional environment mm. on a full-time basis. Yeah, I think we, we were quite lucky in a, in a respect, not to people who, who go there now, so I mean, still a fantastic institution, but because we went right at the start, it was... It was it was small and it was a, it was almost like a close sniff football family mentality, wasn't it? You know, like all the lecturers knew you by name. Where like yeah. that sort of thought anywhere else or any other university is is alien, isn't it? Um, so yeah, no, yeah, gained loads of experience at UCFB. As you said, the first two years you didn't really feel that you you, you spoke or, or made enough contacts. What? What would you would you do anything differently if you if you went back if you, if someone was a student now what would you say to them? Just kind of like believe in yourself and kind of like they said to me in the end if you don't ask that question you'll never know and even if you get it wrong you're still learning mm. like that that's a part of the process you're there to learn yeah um they're there to support you um and it's all just experience yeah and you can take something from every experience I think that's part of it isn't it I think there's the the quicker that you start to understand that that the rejection isn't that scary of a thing or you know speaking to somebody for the first time and saying that hello isn't something that to be unbelievably nervous about it should be something that we go okay let's do it what's the worst that can happen off off the back of it and i think if you go into everything with that mentality doors will start to open along the way without you trying to actually go and find them yourself. You'll, you'll be creating the opportunity instead of actually going to find them. Um, yeah, so you were, you were at UCFB, you graduated, and then what What did you do next? Um, so as with everyone, was applying for jobs, uh, knowing the end of university was coming. Um, and I got offered, um, I can't remember what the initial role was, that's really bad, isn't it? <laughs> with UCFB, it was, um, Part of the recruitment side of it, yeah. based at Wembley, so that worked for me coming back home. Um, and then I think I had about two weeks of it, went on holiday, and when I came back, there was an opportunity within the marketing team, which kind of aligned more to my degree, aligned more to my long-term ambitions. Mm. So yeah, jumped at the opportunity, and kind of I think spent another 10 months there before being offered the full-time role at Watford. And again, that... Being in that environment, you were your base, where your fair base. You you walk through the door, you don't know who you can meet. Um, so in the role I was doing, I was sitting in on the interview to guest speakers, um, going out with some, not just engaging with students, engaging with guests. So like dealing with de- different stakeholders, which mm. obviously sets you up well for further down the line as well. Yeah, hundred percent. It was the same same for me. You know, I I. As I say, this what we were joking before when we about how, how our lives were actually quite similar, even though we've never met. I ended up working for a year at UCFB as well, and you know, you I was learning so much while I was there, just on the basis of how you know people run teams, how large scale companies work and function. Um, so that, that's all like helped me now. But then also the the contacts that you meet. Um, oh my word! There's a massive bee in the room. Oh my gosh! <laughs> massive bee. Uh, hopefully it doesn't come over here. Anyway, there was a the 
there's loads of people coming in, as you said, loads of different guests. And um, uh, one of the lecturers called Dave Horrocks, um, he runs Sensible Software, Mike Phelan. They've got a partnership with our company now. That wouldn't have happened if I didn't do that time at UCFB and get to know so, Dave. And again, small world, because Dave Horrocks is the lecturer that eventually brought me out of my shell. So he ended up being my dissertation supervisor and he was the one that was like, why are you sitting at the back being quiet? Speak up, like believe in yourself. So yeah. <laughs> there we go. Well, Dave um, straight after this, Dave Horrocks, if you listen, you're coming on the show next. <laughs> yeah. So it, well, even today, like I still reach out today. Um, he's like a life mentor as well. Like if I've got a question about things, I'll reach out to him. He taught me this whole chimp paradox, which has served me well in life. <laughs> No, he's 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 great. Right? But as you said, you you you're there, and and as we said before as well, every part of the journey where you're at, the people you meet, you just don't know the effect that they're gonna have on you or where it's gonna lead up to in the future. So yeah, I, that that was definitely the case for for me as well. So you you went to UCFB, you then got that the the job at Millwall first, and then yeah. over to Watford. Cool, great stuff. So you've had a, a, a great journey in, in sort of like the sports, marketing, business world. You've gathered a, a lot of experience at, at, a, at a young age in terms of football and sports business. What What is next for, for Amy O'Connor? What, what do you see as future success? So kind of just last year, i done, uh, what put me on a um, sponsorship diploma. Mm -hmm. So to kind of develop the understanding of not just us as the account managers, but all the other side, not just the rights holders, those wanting to be the sponsor and things like that. So that kind of broadens that side of it. Um, the ultimate long-term goal is to be chief executive football club, mm -hmm. but it wouldn't be Millwall because I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be chief executive of the club that I supported that made me fall in love with football affairs. Um, so yeah, the ultimate goal is to be chief exec. It's kind of finding that right path. Like there was a point um, my last year at uni, I thought I want to be a play liaison officer. And I'd done two stints for the FA, which were amazing. I wouldn't change it for the world. But just in terms of progression, I was like, that's not right for the path I want to take. Mm. Um, so kind of from now, it's kind of getting the next level up would obviously be more involved with the deal side of it. And then, yeah, I just, I want to gain as much understanding of all different areas of the business so that when hopefully I reach chief exec level, I can go, yeah, I understand what it's like to be outside on the gate on a match day. Mm. I understand what it's like to sell when things might not be going our way. So that, yeah, yeah just a more holistic view of the whole business. 100%, you know, I think that's so key. And I think people forget that when it comes to, to business and, uh, you know, the top roles of like CEO and, and stuff like that, having a true understanding of every single role from the, the, the jobs that might be seen as, as not as vital to, to the ones right at the top is so key because without, without all of the roles, you can't do your job at the top. Yeah. So I think the fact that, you know, I, I hope it's like the, the, the story continues and, and you know, Amy O'Connor, who was, who was scanning the tickets, continues on and then becomes the, the chief executive of a huge football club. I think that'd be an unbelievable, cool story in and of itself. But no, I think, I think, I think people who've been there and done that should be the ones who end up running the companies because they understand every level of a football yeah. club and they understand what the staff need on that level, this level, 
on that level to make sure that the sort of the whole club can push forward as as yeah. one family. You know, sometimes clubs will obviously, especially in the Premier League, at the powerhouses, aren't they? They can go and pickpocket anybody to come and be a chief executive. But you know, I I do hope that people who who do go up throughout the the rankings along uh, and work hard to get there should definitely be given their their chance. And I think that you know, I think they definitely potentially do do an even better job because they understand every 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 side of the uh, of the company. I just think for me it would allow me to have that that uh, rapport and understanding instead of just being like, why is that not happening? Mm. It'd be like, okay, I understand. I've seen that side at X. So I can kind of understand, have you thought about this? It like for me I believe it'd allow me to have more um problem solving and solutions and different outlooks as opposed to just being like, why? <laughs> yeah, instead of it being just purely numbers based, it's got to be people based as well. Yeah, but I know there's like somewhere in between where I am now and definitely there, I want to get kind of a, a finance qualification. Because mm. although we've done a little bit of finance at uni, that's the one area where I think I haven't touched at all. Yeah. And like like a, a, one of the key areas within the business that I haven't touched at all. Yeah. I might join you on that because finance is definitely my weakness. <laughs> I could think of any creative idea you want, but uh, if you start putting numbers in front of me, uh, I'm an absolute joke. But sorry, that's what that's what Mike me accounting for. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so I I really do hope and and, and I do think that, that you achieve it will achieve your goals of uh, of what you want to do in the future. Um, and you know, the, the, to be fair, over time now the, the opportunities for women in sports are growing and rising and the, the, it, you know, it's about time but you know, on the business side of the game they're, they're getting the opportunities that they deserved but that weren't there a, a few years ago you know have you got any advice for any women who were, who were trying to push themselves into the top end of the football business world it is just kind of um believing yourself like you have just as much right to be there um and for me personally i don't walk into the office and go or I'm a female walking into a football club, I just go, I'm walking into work. It's the same with my friends that are estate agents in design businesses. Mm. I'm just walking into work to do my job. I've, I've earned my place to be there just as much as everyone else. So kind of hold your head high and carry on about your business. Yeah, 100%. You know, but I do think it's... I was surprised when I got to go into the offices at both clubs I've been at. Um, there's a lot more females in the background than might first meet the eye. Mm. Um, and that's nice. That's obviously that boost. You're like, okay, I'm not on my own. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. there is a perception, isn't there? But it, it, you know, I mean, over the last five, ten years, it, it has sort of, that perception has started to move away. And people who are in the thick of the sports and football business do recognise that, you know, it's, it's actually completely equal at most clubs, 50-50 men, women. But the perception is stemmed from sort of like the past of the way football used to be. But also in that past, you know, there wasn't the opportunities in the game now that there is in, in, in terms of jobs. Uh, yeah. You know, it was very much, you had, you had a few finance, few marketing, few on the coaching side. But now there's so many different roles within sponsorships, sponsorships. There's so many different stakeholders to take care of. And that in itself creates more opportunities um, for, for anyone, whether you're, whether you're male or female. So I think that piece of advice goes for anyone, really, doesn't it? You just got to be yourself, be confident, 
and, and go in there. And, you know, if you, if you are yourself and you know that you're doing the best that you possibly can to present yourself in the best way that truly shows you, then you, if, you, if you get a no, then you still hold your head up high and you get a yes, it's a bonus. It's true. <laughs> 100%. Well, Amy, I, I think that you're going to do loads of more unbelievable stuff. And then we're, we're, uh, we'll continue to do this. We'll get you on business with kids every year as we take each step of the journey. Uh, <laughs> let, let people know where, where they can find you. If they want to connect with you, get any advice, um, any of that type of stuff. Yeah, of course. So if people were to add me on LinkedIn and then drop me a message, I'm happy to share my email. If you've got any questions or any advice, I'd be happy to help. So it's just Amy O'Connor on LinkedIn? Yeah. Great stuff. So anybody, especially if you're in UCFB as a student, go and ask Amy all your questions about how to take on the uh, the, the sports industry single-handedly. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Amy, thank okay. you for coming on the show you've you've been a great guest it's been it's been fantastic for me to hear your story as well because it it, it makes me remember my own uh <laughs> not only that but you gave some fantastic fantastic advice uh for people trying to break into to the world of sports so uh, i can only thank you for coming on and i wish you all the best for the future thanks for having me take care Thank you for listening to this podcast. Remember, make sure you check out at Equip Group or at Liam Kiss on social media. If you'd like to watch this interview, then head over to our YouTube channel at Equip Group. And remember, if you like our vibe, click subscribe. See you next time for more Biz with Kiss.